Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to Take This. This is episode number 33, uh, which was recorded live on YouTube, which is very exciting. So thank you if you tune in for that. Um, today we're talking about, uh, well, we have our Christmas special. So that's uh, that's one in, one in one thing in of itself. Um, so yeah, that was that was very exciting um, that we did that. Uh, but we, we got our Christmas special talking about Christmas gifts, um, best stuff we've we've gotten. We'll talk about some Christmas stuff, some holiday stuff, some some holiday cheer. Um, and why have I had my Christmas tree up since November 1st? But Griff is also here to discuss with us um, some stuff about the Lions, their picks, and their drafts and draft stuff uh, as well. And then we also have a big, um, uh, 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 big, uh, big who, who you got segment. Um, we're going to go into a recap, uh, recap next week. Um, but it was very exciting to talk about um, like all this stuff with you guys. And uh, again, if you like what you hear. Uh, please go ahead and tell a friend. Um, that would mean the world. Um, little little holiday cheer for you. Uh, but to, again, just if you like what you see, just tell us tell tell a friend about us, and we will we will greatly be uh, very um, grateful for that. Uh, but anyway, have a great holiday, and let's get on with the episode. What is up? Ladies and gentlemen, Griff, how the heck are you? We are live on the oh, YouTube today. Welcome to Take This. My name is Brad. Um, I'm here right now uh, right with Griff. Griff, uh, well, I, I messed up our names. Never mind. Don't look at that. I'm not Alex. No matter how many, I forgot to change it. And I'm not going not gonna to mess Maybe. with it today. <laughs> from from yesterday's uh yesterday's stuff um griff we got a big christmas show for everyone planned isn't that so exciting dude christmas I mean, it, you know we're three days away <clears throat> i know i know and i've had my christmas tree up since november one november one baby that is that, that's so crazy <laughs> to me that you've had a christmas tree I, since for two months i might be no, i might I be psychotic but uh but it is, Maybe is a little. Maybe yeah a little. it is it is very exciting I'm being very professional and sending out the tweet that we're live very oh perfect i just talked to you about how i'm just kidding I mean, care. <laughs> when you when you're live it's different and i you know it's social media baby you gotta you gotta really pack it on pack it on um griff we have some uh some stuff some christmas stuff to get into this is our christmas special episode um do you are you ready are you ready for this? Oh, I am. I'm ready to talk oh, about. Perfect. So we got kind of two Christmas topics we want to talk about. We have the first one to kind of keep it sports related, um, and then the other one just a more general Christmas talk. So the first one is, what is past, present, or otherwise the best uh, Christmas sports related Christmas gifts you could receive? Whether you're a kid or even now, what are the best ones you've received? Best ones, you know, you remember your friends got and it made you really want it. What was it? Why did you want it? Et cetera, et cetera. And I'll start out. The, the best thing I ever got was when I was still playing baseball was a, a really like high quality, um, uh, I forget the the brand name, but it was you know a really high quality aluminum bat that had a huge barrel 
that it, it you know and it just had the the cleanest sound it would you know it was all neon so it looked like you know something like a college baseball player would use instead of just like a basic aluminum bat it was like you felt like the big dude coming out onto that uh onto the ball field you felt like yeah this is big texas coming out to hit a home run so that that for me was one of another cool one i i need to remember what it was like the <clears throat> it was a nerf football um that you could i maybe it wasn't nerf uh oh yeah yeah here we go nerf uh the oh. nerf playbook i believe is what it was called and what you could do um yeah it was by hasbro you could it like opened up and you could like draw plays on the football and say all right so if like you're playing like let's say like three on three four on four with your friends you could open up the football and literally be like, okay, I'm going to be here. And you could draw like, hey, you know, Alex, this is going to be you. Adam, this is going to be you. You run this route and then you run this route. And then you could close the football and then run the play playing with that football and then open up. And like, it just, it's like, I think it was like, I don't know what it was that let was you Was it like an erase like board or was it like a... Um... It was like a like a weird like pressure thing. Like you just kind of like push down on it and oh, it like cool. would draw. It's kind of like an etch-a-sketch kind of thing. Um and Michael Vick promoted it. This was like early childhood for me. Early childhood it was two thousand four. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I was like six at the That'd time. Be like nine. Yeah. It was, it was like the coolest thing. Oh and it, I remember, like, if you liked sports, a lot of kids wanted the 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 big. Oh, it's called Nerf Big Play Football. Interesting. Super, yeah. Super cool. I um, it's 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 funny too because like. This is the first year that I'm, like, buying, like, presents for all of my, uh, like, cousins that I have. I have, like, I think, what is it, like, eight or so? Like, seven or eight that we spend Christmas with. You know, I always felt bad because I'm, like, you know, I don't know. I'm, like, the oldest cousin and I never, like, you know, chipped in or, or got something small or whatever. And now everyone's, like, Brad, you're poor. Why are you buying people stuff? <laughs> but um, so this so, – so it's funny. I asked my aunt. And I'm, like, what, are, what do they want? Whatever. My uh, one cousin's, like, 20 or so. Whatever. He goes to Michigan Tech, and um, and he was uh, up in the UP, like up where you know Houghton and Upper Peninsula. They um, they are all big fans of uh, the Packers, right? So like Wisconsin teams, right. stuff like say, that. Most UP, yeah, like most of the UP are not Lions fans. No, not at all. And, are, and God they're, bless they're them like, because because I, hell no, I would not, I'm not a lion. I think I was, I was that, I just needed to be about 200 miles north. Right. To have, to find happiness. Um, so anyway, so she, she's like, yeah, buy you know, like anything, anything Wisconsin. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I buy him a Packers hat, you know, the, the funny thing to, I mean, I guess if he's watching, he's not watching this. Um, I'm like, maybe he found out what he's getting. Um, and then, uh, and then there's, um, what's it called? Uh, um, oh, his brother, I bought him a Michigan shirt, you know, and, and the guy at the, the store, I went to like game day Detroit at like Somerset mall or 12 Oaks or wherever the hell it was. Um, I go in and, and, I, and the guy at the, the counter says hello to me or something like that. I'm walking by actually with the, uh, with the, with the shirt in my hand and, um, and he and I, t I, t I show it to him and I'm like, dude, you it's Christmas. You got to, you know, because I'm wearing my Michigan State hat and everything on. And, and I got this Michigan shirt in my hand. And I'm like, you can't discriminate at Christmas time. 
you know? And so uh, so I'm buying them both things that because I'm not a fan of Aaron Rodgers either. So I bought uh yeah. you know, you can't you can't apparently discriminate fan bases on Christmas time. So um you know, but but it's it's fun. Um I got a nice hat too for uh, for Christmas. It was uh some like twenty twenty dollar like Michigan State hat for uh, from like a Secret Santa thing with my theater group or whatever, and it, it was kind of nice. But I would never spend that much money on someone for Secret Santa. Ten bucks is it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I I was gonna say the classic is like you know the jersey, like right. jerseys especially because jerseys were like another level above right. just like a hoodie. Well, and it's hard to buy jerseys for yourself. Like, it, it's hard to justify yeah. some of that, you know. And, and a lot of times for Christmas, they have, like, on sale and stuff like that. Like, you know, you try to go buy a, a Red Wings jersey or something or an NHL jersey. Those things can be, like, 200 bucks. Then baseball yeah, jerseys I say, I are too expensive, for, too. I got mine on, on sale, my Larkin jersey for the Red Wings. And, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, it's 100. I think I got it on sale for, you know, 100 and, like, 50 they go for 200 normally right um usually like football jerseys are a little less expensive because they don't have the sleeve so they're like 120 bucks and also depends on the player like if you get a blank one without a name they're cheaper but if you get like uh like an iserman jersey they're gonna be more expensive or if you get like a barry sanders jersey is more expensive than you know uh who's like a like a penne sewell jersey or a hawkinson even probably (laughs) I would totally get a Penny soldiers. By the way, <laughs> I, I don't think Penny. I don't think I've ever seen Penny. anyone with a jersey of a lineman. I'm not gonna lie. I I will. <laughs> I love Penny Sewell. Ugh. Uh, um, everyone was like, he's well, he's a bust, and you know, after he, you know, he's the youngest player in the NFL, and it took a few games to adjust. But we'll get to that anyway. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, jerseys are. I mean, that's that's a classic. I mean trying to think um you always get more jerseys as a kid too right because like you know you're younger and and you know they're like what like it can be youth jerseys can run at like 60 bucks that's also when your fandom like i envy kids Mm because like your fandom is never more pure and easier to like it's just easier to be a fan like I, i i think that makes sense like now like i know so much about being uh, a fan and knowing like why the lions are so bad because of all the terrible mistakes they've made right right not to say i'm a genius not to say i'm a genius and that i'm the smartest guy in the room but it's like i see what the bob quinns of the world do and it's like when i was a kid i didn't follow any of that i didn't know what the draft was and why taking a wide receiver in the first round and like the top 10 was a bad thing i just knew hey Go team. Why why can't we why aren't we winning <laughs> these games with these other two? You know, it's just it's easier. Go team. And yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, and it's also, you know, what think about too this applies to you as well. Think about when we grew up. Wings were prime, you know. They won in 01. Right. And granted, I was too young to remember that, but then they won in 08. Like that whole decade was dominance. The Tigers, even though they never won it, it was like every season I tuned in and they you were know, competitive. I remember, and, and this is this is absolutely true. Okay, I remember this. I and and our baseball team hadn't been good because because right. So like so because the Tigers well, yeah, won were, in like eighty six. They they won in eighty six and then they were garbage for like oh oh three. They had the worst record in American League yep. history. 
Yep. And and I remember this specifically. Dude, I'm sitting in my bedroom and I'm watching SpongeBob SquarePants, okay? Or Fairly Odd Parents, some Nickelodeon stuff or whatever. It was like it's like nine o'clock at night and it's like a school night or something like that. And I'm like getting and I'm like going to bed basically, just watching TV or whatever. Um and Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon cuts to in the local market market cuts to Maglio Ordonez at the play yeah. uh, against the Oakland Athletics in game six or whatever it was of the ALCS. And he hits that home run. And I, I, I just, and I like I, remember, I remember like Nickelodeon cut to like every channel just cut to see to Fox or wherever area. it was on. Yeah, was everywhere in this market, absolutely. They had to. I mean, and that was it was a big. I mean, it was playoff baseball too. It wasn't yeah, even like. <clears throat> it was I mean, remember when people watched playoff baseball, and now you can't. I mean, now they got round one was on FS1. Like, who the hell is gonna watch FS1? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But. You know, yeah, like, this is the good time. This is a <laughs> cheerful time of year. I'm sure. I'm, I'm cynical. Sorry. Jolly. I know. We're very cynical. And that's but... the thing, right? When you're a kid, you're like, go team, you know? And well, now. Lot, yeah, you're just thinking, you know, why, why, you know, now it's like as a kid, if I was a kid now, I'd be like, yeah, why can't the Tigers win a World Series with uh, Caster Rogers and. Uh, Jake Rogers and uh, Jake Rogers and Zach and, uh, Zach Scott or whatever the hell his name is Zach Zach Short, uh, Zach Short. yeah yeah why, why can't he why can't why can't a replacement MVP? level player get a World yeah. Series ring because why? I didn't know what a replacement level player was <laughs> oh my god like Amazing. it is but so bad um, so bad I, I will say I, I think like. Yeah, I think equi- like sports equipment when as a kid is like one of the best things you can get as on top of memorabilia. One year I got like, goalie so pads. Sport- oh, <laughs> oh! I remember one year I got a goalie. I got like we got like a hockey net. Like, mm, like okay, that's pretty goal. sick. Street and hockey would, was a good would, time. Yeah. Oh man, I loved playing street hockey. Oh, this is taking me back. I'm going right down nostalgia lane here. Oh, yeah. No, Christmas is like. That was the best time. It, well, I will say the one thing that sucked, though, is like you ever got like a skate like in Michigan or any cold state, you get a skateboard or a football. Well, not a football you can play in the winter, but like a baseball equipment, anything that was like a a summer. You had to be warm out, at least moderately. You couldn't have ice and snow on the ground. No, but you get it on December and you're just like. Woo, I can't wait to use this in five months. No, and that's, and that's the thing. Like When I got that bat, that's how it felt when I got that bat. My my uh, my birthday is in October, right? So it's like the beginning of October, right? And, yeah. and it's fall, so it's 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 when it starts getting cold out. Like there's there's when, you know, when I was younger and like climate change was not like really a big deal. Like it was never like yeah. 80 degrees in October. Like if you if it was like 80 degrees, like hell, hell break loose. And then it became normal. But anyway, um, I, I got a bike for my eighth birthday. All right. And I was like, wow, cool. I can't wait to use this in like April or May. And like, God, that was that was uh, those were times like that was one of the most memorable uh, birthday presents I think I ever got was a bike. And I was like, wow, can't use this uh, like anymore because like 
the weather. I'm not going to bike in like, you know, I'm not a college student. I'm not going to bike out on the sidewalk in the winter time. But God, that was, uh, those were the, those were the times. Um, so, uh, Griff, Griff, do you want, uh, you want to get into some, oh, you wanted to get into the Christmas, uh, songs. Yes, because we talked about movies last week. We did we a did. power ranking. I'm not good. much doing a power ranking this week. I think songs are a lot harder <clears throat> to do that with, especially because Christmas songs, I think there's a lot more Christmas songs than movies, obviously. And there is a very like wide variety um, in terms of genre and style. Um, you know, do you like the newer versions, the old classics? Uh, are you do you just love thawing out Mariah Carey every year? Like, what's your what's your what makes your what butters your egg roll here? You know, uh, what butters your egg roll? You never heard that joke? The, the you know, the vine compilation videos people put on YouTube that gave them crazy titles. It'd be like these are vines that they they would be like that butter my croissant. And then someone would go further and be like vines that butter my egg roll anyway. Totally. No, I I Some, never watched Vine. And I'm, I'm sorry for it. Um, but so yeah, I, I I wanted to start off. I have I'll just say this: I've always been a fan of the classics. I love me some Nat King Cole. Um, in fact, let me. I'm gonna pull up a playlist of classics. I'll pull up my other monitor over here. But um, Nat King Cole, really anything uh, by him was great um you know the christmas song uh you know obviously you got sinatra um you know uh carol caroling yeah i mean there's there's a lot of very good ones um feliz navidad obviously a classic i've always liked the 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 classics you know the 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 more um jazzy kind of ones you know white bing cosby that's not that's the other name i was trying to think of you know white christmas is an all-time great you can't deny white christmas i mean it it's just so good but yeah anything sinatra did you know let it snow um so bells all this this is gonna be you know i have a hot take actually so i love you know you know what song i love i love the song what is it last christmas I think that's I think that's the, by, the uh, one by Wham. So Wham. But here's but here's the deal, okay? And this is this it's is very, a, I do like it. It's this very is a, catchy. Yeah, but this is a terrible opinion. All right. And I know it is. I know it's a bad opinion. Like it is a cold take, if you want to put it that way. And I'm aware of it. Um and I said this at work and people like wanted to pitchfork me. Um but uh so I'm a big fan of uh Jimmy Eat World, right? And uh, yeah. that their version of of Last Christmas is the only one that I can listen to, like genuinely, and I mean this. Their their version is the only one that I like, and people people want to throw me out the floor because of <laughs> because because they say because you like Wham, their version better than mine, and that's well, and that's I think you know a lot of that too has to do with like um. Like, I don't know. You listen to, like, version. Like, I used to be, like, you know, kid into punk music and all that stuff. And, and, and a lot of that stuff is nostalgia, right? Where you listen to a song as a kid and you're a big fan of it. You know, I mean, either that or you hate it. But it's it's a psychological thing, too. 
You know, that's right. why that's why that's why songs played on the radio more are usually more popular. And I'm not even saying this to be to be to be weird because like you know you listen to like some songs on the radio can make can 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 make songs worse. Like "Call Me Maybe" was played so much, and that's why people hate it. But you know, I don't know. I uh, but again, like I I don't know. It was the it was the version I think I feel like I heard like the most as a kid, and so I don't know. That's the that was that's how the cookie crumbles isn't it but people hate me for it they hate me they're like it's almost like it's almost as if when i tell them that i i i dislike uh or i haven't seen star wars you know people people want to throw me through the moon for that one in star wars i mean honestly you're probably better off just avoid it uh, uh, re- le- legitimately just avoid it well it's funny too cuz cuz um like uh, like Katie is not a big fan of Star Wars. Like she, well, she she is. She she watches it, okay. But right. she's not like she's not like got the 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 what do you call him? Like the 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 Darth Vader guy, the white guy. I don't know. That's not Darth Vader. I know, but um, like the white guy. What Wait, do you are call you talking him? about like a storm stormtroopers? Yeah, yeah. So so she doesn't have like one of those on like our keychain or anything like that. Um. But she does have, um, like, uh, like she she does like watching it, okay. And it's funny too, because like I'm like, you know, always saying like, oh, like I don't want to commit, I don't want to commit to like, you know, someone like I don't want to, I don't want to come into a situation where I see Star Wars, like, you know, date someone. God forbid, like Katie and I break up or something. But I don't, I don't want there to be a situation where like I watched Star Wars for nothing. You know what I mean? Like, if I, I got to see, I, there's no premarital Star Wars, you know? Like, I can't, I can't be out here having, like, watching Star Wars and then, like, not be with the person that I watch Star Wars with, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. But I don't know how we got into um, this uh, conversation. But. <laughs> you start bringing up Star Wars. Dude, I was just going to let you get that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is, like, this is a sports, sports podcast, podcast, I promise. Yeah. But so 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 just to quickly wrap up the, the some of the song like so to talk about like the newer ones I think like like I'm fine like you know my, people like Michael Bublé which really he's just covering the old why ones, but he's do know, they like him uh you know he's got a good voice he's, sure. he's yeah. you know he's the new wave kind of you know he's yeah. not Sinatra but he's Sinatra everywhere every that, Christmas yeah. song is by him well, he's like. He's well, done everyone. He, he just literally, he just covered all of the old, Santa Claus is coming to town, Jingle Bells, White Christmas, All I Want for Christmas is You. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, Santa Baby. Like, have, like he literally just cut. Remember how I said I liked all the classics? He just yeah. covered all of them. Yeah. I will, walk I, will into say, my, I will walk into a grocery store me- with AirPods in so I don't have to hear him. <laughs> like, oh, I, and I well, hate people that do that. I hate people that are, like, talking on the phone while they're shopping. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, FaceTime's God, the worst. Pods. I hate AirPods so much. Yeah, they well, like, especially Corey, for, like, retail after workers. seeing all the nightmares of hers and how they don't fucking stay connected because they're not the, a new generation and Apple really? is awful. Interesting. Apple is just awful allowing anything that's more than a couple generations old to still be relevant. Well, cuz I I had a, a pair and they weren't they weren't that bad. I know like one thing I like that Apple started doing now is that um I, I think if you have like I don't know if it's just new generation AirPods. I have the second gen AirPods, like not the first, but she the has, second. Like, first, I think. And so. um and it's so it's because the third generation just came out and they look kind of cool. But but anyway, not to make this like a technology podcast. Um, 
So anyway, what they do now though is if you connect them, like I have my MacBook here, I have my iPad, I have my iPhone, and you know whatever. Um, if I start playing music on my like iPhone and say I like say I pause it and I want to watch a video on YouTube, Apple knows that I'm switching devices and it will um it'll start playing my uh stuff from my uh whatever is actively I'm actively using, which is kind of nice. You know, like transitions it. Yeah. Because it always used to be a pain to like switch from your iPhone to your computer and then they they fixed it. But anyway, not yeah. to not to anyway, iOS um, fifteen. So to to kind of bring this back around on the Christmas songs, yeah. What is so my two questions to you will be Yeah. What is we talked about, you know, the things ones we liked. What's your favorite? Mm-hmm. And what is your least favorite? Mm-hmm. And what is the most overrated? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I'll, I'll start with mine. Yeah, you go first. Because I got okay. to think about it. <clears throat> favorite, hands down, mm-hmm. uh, Carol of the Bells by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Mm-hmm. It it just gets me hype. Okay. I, I love mm-hmm. it. It feels Christmassy with a little bit of rock and roll you know, in there, a little bit of you know kind of that that very you know distortion guitar sound you know the the heavy metal guitar whatever you want to call it, the rock and roll guitar whatever you want to call it don't mm-hmm. yell at me about genres it just it kicks ass and i like it okay mm-hmm. um <clears throat> that's my favorite i think my least favorite that i like listening to is um <sighs> there's a few uh I mean, Silent Night, I could say, is just, like, the worst just yeah. because it's so depressing. Right. Um, I mean, there are bad ones like that that are just terrible. <laughs> but I would say, like, the one, like, the, I kind of have a tie. Um, mm-hmm. I would say <sighs> Santa Baby is pretty dog shit. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything. And then also I would say All I Want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Because mm. eh, no, I'm gonna take that off. I just don't care for it. But it's yeah. like it's cute. It's for kids. It's not for me. But Santa Baby, like, who the fuck is that for? Who's trying to fuck Santa Claus? I know. Like, and anything, I, any I, of I, the any of the songs that that make like Christmas like sexual, like that that is just okay. uncalled for. Even, even I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus is cute because it's right. It's the mo- right. it's a kid perspective seeing i mm-hmm. saw my mom kiss santa claus when it's really just mom kissing dad in a santa claus outfit that's all right. that is that's cute right because that you know dad was dressed as santa blah 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 but santa baby is literally like bring me these toys and you know it sounds very promiscuous you know it's it's based right. like santa be my sugar daddy and i don't like that also, the Michael Bublé cover he does, where he says "Santa buddy" and like flops all of the genders because you know can't no gay, no homo. <laughs> it's just yeah. so cringy. I, I I don't I don't like it. I do not like it. And then so, I will say the most overrated is um. It's kind of controversial, but so this is Christmas by uh, John Lennon. Okay. I I get the point. It's supposed yeah. to, you know, because Christmas is a very consumerist holiday, and it's basically saying, oh, so this is Christmas. The world's ending. And he's right. But, like, this is, like, the, you know, I have existential dread 364 days a year. Can I just have one day <laughs> where I don't have to feel it and enjoy doing nice things with my family? 
Um, yeah, it, it's a good song. I just think it's overrated and doesn't fit that Christmas theme that I want to feel. So uh, I also a... honorable mention to yeah. uh, speaking of you know Beatles, honorable mention to Paul McCartney simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Mm. I do like that song quite a bit. So but that's mine. My so it's it's weird. So I'm gonna start off with the least favorite, and it's gotta be like Santa Baby or like any like mistletoe song, like kissing onto the like ah, this is yeah. overrated. Um, the Santa Baby thing is just creepy. Like I'm not out here like wanting to bang Santa Claus, you know? Like that's that's not my mo. I'm not not into that. Um, you know, but like I'm I, I've never wanted to do that. Um. But it's weird. It's a weird song. Like it just, it's just weird to 100%. me. But, um, so my my favorite though, and I'm gonna bring up two because you know when I was a kid, I listened to like a lot of punk music and like Green Day, Blink One Eighty Two, whatever. So as a kid, I love, and I was very anti Christmas at that time, and I'm not anymore. But big one for me was um growing up was two of them. Uh, <laughs> I won't be home for Christmas by Blink-182. Mm. Uh because it's, you know, it's uh it's just a very like cynical uh, you know, Christmas song for a 13-year-old to enjoy, and that's what that was me. Um 2001 B-side song off of uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Great, great, great song off a of great album. Anyway, um second so the second one actually is in that same realm. Um and it's got to be uh what is it oh oh it's not like christmas but it's like after christmas like it's called boxing day and you know boxing day is is uh is the 26th of december in canada it's celebrated in canada and uh my um i liked it as a kid like growing up is by blink 182 but um you know it's like they left me on the day after christmas like whatever um but as far as like my favorite like of all like the, you know the more current towards like what I listen to now has got to be um Run Run Rudolph but the version by Chuck Berry um and it's it's great like I when I was I want to say like a couple years ago I started getting into like more like roots of music and stuff like that and like I started getting into a lot of African American performers and like Chuck Berry is just obviously like one of the you know it's it's a you know He's classic great. right exactly and 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 again like the things that that you see and and just the guitar melody and stuff like that just great for the time you know and like that's one of the reasons why I have such like like small like beef with like Back to the Future because they imply that like you know. I mean, if you're, you know, fan of the movie, whatever, you see the ending scene where he's at that prom in the, in the like, um, like 50s or whatever, and plays that song. And so, right, that changes time. And now it, it switches, like, uh, that, um, uh, the song now is, you know, written by a white guy. So it's kind of like, you know, in a way, it's, it's, hmm. it's a little bit, it's a little weird, you know, like, there's a little, there's a lot of weird things about that movie, but that's one of the weird ones. Um, or the weirder ones, uh, but but it's a good song, good song. R- uh, Run, Run, Rudolph, very uh, very good song. But um, but oh, it's not that song, by the way, in the movie. It's uh, what's that one song? Um, Johnny uh, Be Good. Johnny Be Good. Yes, sorry, Johnny. That's yeah. the other. That's the other great classic. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So I, I've been a fan of that one. Um, I was a big fan of um, like I think Taylor Swift had a couple uh, Christmas songs that I was a big fan of for a while, but. Nothing too much, um, you know. Nothing too mainstream because all the mainstream, all the like regular ones are very like, you know, I don't know, 
That's why sometimes I like walking into like a Starbucks or something like that because they don't always play like Christmas songs around the like this time of year. They usually like play like a few Christmas songs for like maybe a couple, um, you know, uh, or uh, and then they'll they'll switch off to like something else, you know, and um, and go into like yeah. uh, like maybe a Taylor Swift or or, uh, or Carly Rae Jepsen or or just some sort of pop song, and then they'll switch back, but. Enough, right. about, enough about that. <laughs> this yeah, is you, the, I think uh, this is. Like, I didn't know where you were. You got on like three different rail. Listen, right? I'm. Listen, we we are doing. We're like this is kind of like an off week for us, isn't it? I you mean, know, it is. You know, it's the week. It's the week before the holiday. We're gonna do an episode next week where we kind of. Next week, I'm very excited because it's a recap week right. of um, what are right and wrong. You know, I think as a commentator on the sporting world it is important <clears throat> to look back on your takes and admit when you were wrong and also gloat about when you were right and we're going to do that next week absolutely uh, in a short span. yeah that that alabama pick baby that was that was what i don't know how i did that but yeah. you know uh yeah we're definitely gonna talk about that pick and more uh, or do you know a big recap on who you got and also my NFL predictions, my preseason NFL predictions. I wrote everything down, predicted records with a quick one sentence synopsis of their seasons. Remember um, when you said at one point that um that every team in the NFL was or I'm sorry, not not every team. Remember when you said that the the Ravens were like the definition of inconsistent and then you went into like the the um was it it was either the broncos or or a couple other teams that are like the definition of inconsistent you know i'm just convinced that every team is just on an inconsistent on an inconsistent yeah. thing well like the know, lions the go the out NFL. and beat the cardinals that's actually yeah i was just saying, i did want to talk about the lions in the, the same in the same season how the hell did the lions a like get steamrolled by the Bengals, and then in the in the next in the next like few weeks they're out here beating the team with the best record the in the nfl <clears throat> the Bengals, they have joe burrow you know they well. and jamar chase and joe mixon the the thing the really bad loss to me was was the eagles and the eagles oh, are yeah. an awful team but yeah. i don't think they're that good i, I mean i would no. have, i think every team would take joe burrow over jalen hurt oh absolutely right? and it was just an, it was a dog shit week we got steamrolled but yeah I mean, that's the thing with the NFL. It's any given Sunday, right? You know, uh, you can, any team can beat any team because the talent deficiency, while there is a talent deficiency, obviously, between the Lions and a lot of other teams, it's not nearly as great as in like college, like a UTSA versus a Michigan, you know? Right. Well, UTSA, well, they, I mean, I was going to say they, they they wouldn't beat Michigan, but UTSA is better than a lot of people think. But then they did go out well, I'm just and just saying, or they like, threw a nugget to San Diego State and was like, here, have it. It's fine. Yeah. We don't so, care. Um, yeah, so talk about that. I mean, so if you're a Lions fan, because I saw a lot of discourse about this, even nationally, and people were saying the Lions are fucking up their tank by winning this game and some people are like i don't even care the lines are fucking up their tank this is amazing to watch and nationally these are what people are saying not so not even fans of detroit they're just saying it's fun right but i'll say as someone who is a detroit fan the wind doesn't bother me right now 
Um, first of all, I, I do need to preface this. I hate, 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 hate the narrative of the Lions are, you know, four field goals away from being second in the NFC North. It's like, yeah, and I was three lottery numbers away from being a millionaire, but ifs and buts and candy and nuts ain't worth <laughs> shit. Okay. That's annoying. You're the the idea of like I they I do th- are they sl- are they probably better <clears throat> than the record indicates? I mean, yeah, maybe like, like with a, that same token, with that same token, like Michigan was a knee down away from an undefeated season. You know, like same, <laughs> yeah, same, same shit. Some even say that knee was never down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, but but no, y- you're right. Like ifs and buts aren't worth anything, you know? Right. And so I hate, I'm like, like, if you want to say one field goal, especially the 67 yarder that Tucker hit. Okay. But four, you can't be like, oh, four things had to go our way and we would have been fine. Like, no, it's not how this works, especially because their bad coaching directly cost them some of those games. Like the Bears game, the double timeout incident, the not playing the sticks or letting them score a touchdown and letting them run the clock down and kick the field goal on Thanksgiving. Um, The Browns game, they were trying to give you that win and you coached yourself out of one. Same thing with the Steelers game. You had a backup quarterback and your play calling was God awful. And I don't know what Dan Campbell was thinking. Um, sorry, that was that but, was totally my bad. I totally uh, accidentally hit the wrong button. No, it's, it's all right. <laughs> it's like, so we, we got to stop with that because Dan Campbell definitely he he coached himself out of some some wins this season. Like the Lions, realistically, could have been a five win team this year. Um, maybe even six with how things went. Um, but Dan Campbell coached themselves out of a few wins. Um, but now we're, we're at the point, right? I'm glad they won a game. They had to win a game. We needed a win. <clears throat> yeah. I Cause I, I, I don't care. Oh, tank for the, go on undef- go winless and, you know, get the, it's different if you go winless and then, then you blow everything up, but he's a first year head coach with a first year GM. It's really, really difficult to maintain buy in and convincing people that you're, trying to build something when the foundation is 0 and 17 that's a really ugly mark to start with well and so the fact that they avoided that is very good the the weird part it's weird that that people are talking about like the tank and like they're messing it up or whatever because like first off like the lions i mean again it's the nfl like you gotta be bad to be bad you know what i mean like like Jacksonville, like that is a unique situation. Like Jacksonville and Urban Meyer, like they thought that thing would go well, and then it never did. And it's just again, it's a unique situation. Like the the Jacksonville Jaguars are in an infinitely worse position than the than the Lions are. They're in infinitely worse position than ninety nine percent. I think they have the worst position of like going forward being one of the worst teams and getting themselves out of the basement like they are in a bad spot and and well 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 even even then though like the lions with the draft capital they have 
like the Lions like have like even if they get number two okay well how many how many picks they got coming up you know what I mean like it's not Four enough picks in the next two years in the first round alone plus an additional <coughs> I believe an additional third was the third this last year I think they have the third this year is when um that comes in it's just so much like they have so much um like oh and and let's not forget when you get some bad contracts off the book stafford's contract comes off the books and the cap increases they're gonna have a ton of money right. to play with right know, pay guys like you know penny sewell deandre swift although i don't want them to pay a running back you know crazy money well. Um, sign a free agent QB, depending on you know what's there. Trade for an asset. I, I'll tell you what. I wouldn't if if depending on what Miami wants, I would trade our second first round pick for Tua. I mean, yeah, I mean but you could they could trade for a QB. My point is, my point is, I don't think the roster is as bad as we thought it was well and, and coaching the can improve that line, too right like the def defensive coordinator well, the and, the, and the stuff uh, that they've aaron come glenn, up with Aud aaron glenn and Aud aubrey pleasant deserve a ton of credit they have made a practice squad secondary with i mean <clears throat> guys like amani oruarie who was a fifth round draft pick corner um uh, you know, Kuda got hurt. So that that's your number one corner is Amani, who has had a great season. Um, he's like second and third in a lot of categories for corners. And he was, you know, a fifth, fourth round pick a couple years ago. You have Jerry Jacobs, whose season unfortunately ended, but he was an undrafted free agent. And he was having a stellar rookie season. Because and I and uh, same thing goes for AJ Parker. Like these are guys that like undrafted free agents or practice squad, and they have come in and done a fantastic job of <clears throat> getting the job done. And then we have uh, Infanwu Melawanwu, I think is how you say his name. I believe he was our third or fourth round pick this last draft. He's a rookie. He's been in and made some plays. He's also been hurt throughout the season. So like. The fact that this, and this is why I kind of have faith in Dan Campbell, because he did assemble this coaching staff. Him and Holmes assembled the coaching staff. And he got those guys to come and play for him. And the fact that we're getting such good play out of, you know, these corners who really, I mean, imagine if, you know, uh, by some miracle, Okuda comes back and plays well. I think he could eventually step up and, and be the guy. Um, and same thing goes I mean, at least that's what I would like to hope when you use a third-round pick on a guy. I don't want him to be a bust, even though I think he will be. Um, <clears throat> just because Achilles are a pain to come back from. But, like, to, you know, so I'm kind of rambling here, but to get back to my point, like, that coaching and sh doing so much with so little, and, yeah, it hasn't translated to wins, but it the fact that, like, this team has been competitive with very good teams and blew out the you know what was a two weeks ago the one seed in the nfc so i kind of have regained some faith in dan campbell he called a perfect game that sunday um against arizona his play calling and game management ever since that thanksgiving game have improved significantly now i would need to see it consistently you're not you know it's not a free ride yet <clears throat> but he's gotten some signature wins and 
to bring this back to the tank conversation, the Lions are going to finish with a top three pick. And as long as, and with what Brad Holmes has done so far in finding, you know, Penny Sewell's a stud. Derek Barnes, who was a late round selection, has been a great uh, rookie linebacker. You know, he plays like his pants are on fire. You know, he needs more coaching, but he'll get it and he'll continue to develop. Um, you know, Levi, uh, our, our couple of DTs that we drafted, you know, nose tackles don't really, you don't hear their name a lot, but they've gotten a couple sacks this season and have, you know, helped this run defense not be the worst in the league, <coughs> which it very well could have been with how bad this defense was. So, yeah, I, I have a lot of faith in, in Holmes. If he's picking three to still get an amazing talent, I, I do really hope, though, that we stay in the top two. Um, I just want one of those edge rushers, whether it's Thibodeau or Hutchinson. I just I think an elite edge rusher is so important for a defense as an anchor because he helps every level of the defense <clears throat> by, uh, you know, uh, an edge rusher like that can can disrupt everything on an offense. Obviously, pressuring the quarterback is the immediate effect sacks, you know, tackles for loss, things like that. But even if that's not the case, even if he doesn't, the numbers aren't there for like sacks, you have to think he's forcing the quarterback to get the ball out quick, which takes pressure off your secondary to cover guys longer. It opens up more holes because you have to double cover, you know, him for a linebacker to do a delayed blitz to get through. And then he sacks the quarterback. Literally a edge rusher, an elite edge rusher, like, you know, we, the, the Washington football team got this with Chase Young. The Niners get it with, Got it with uh, Nick Bosa. The the um, Chargers kind of have it with Joey Bosa. The Steelers have it with Watt. All of those teams have good defenses, and they all have elite edge rushers, right? Um, I mean, Washington football team took a step back, but guess what? Chase Young's been hurt for the last half of the season. So amazing what happens when you lose that that centerpiece. Having that elite guy makes it just so, and it also helps the rest of your line again. You're probably getting double covered more. They're going to put their best guy on you. And then now the other guys in your line have better matchups. So I do hope we keep one of those guys. But even if we fall the three and we get, you know, I think Hamilton and Stingley are the two names mentioned most. I'm not going to view it as the end of the world. Because I, I think with the amount of picks that this team has coming up and where they're going and how well their coaches are having them play. Um, and what they can do with even suboptimal talent shows that, you know, they probably, they might even have less holes to fill than we thought. I mean, Tracy Walker safety has had a very good year. Um, he is still playing as a starting level caliber safety. I, I think, um, I think a lot of the pieces on offense are there. I think the lions are realistically like, you know, with Hawkinson who can be your, Really, you know, with a guy like Hawkinson, he's your wide receiver too, right? You know, like he's a tight end, but he's wide receiver too in terms of targets. I think you could have a Monra St. Brown be that wide receiver three slot guy. You have Swift as your pass catching back, who's, you know, your fourth option, wide receiver four. And then you have some other pieces, Khalif Raymond, Quintez Cephas, these, you know, other guys you bring in, in you know, wide receiver packages. You just, they just need that wide receiver one and a Q and, a new QB and that offense is pretty complete. 
So whether they get Michael Gallup in a free agency or they draft a wide receiver and then they'll get their QB next year because we know we're not getting it this year. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the lines, they're set in a lot of places. So, you know, I know this has been a very long-winded thing about breaking down the Lions team, but <clears throat> they need so many things on defense, no matter where they pick in that top, you know, four to five. They're going to get a defensive piece that helps them immediately. And like I said, I just hope it is an edge rusher because I think their their outlook is <clears throat> they can be they should be competing for a playoff spot in 2023. That is my expectation because that's how rebuilds go. And we right. already had underlying pieces. We have an offensive line. We have a Pro Bowl center. We have an all-pro rookie right tackle in Panay Sewell who has been quietly having one of the best rookie seasons of anyone in the draft class especially after a slightly rocky start. He's just been lights out. Taylor Decker, who is a very good left tackle, um, and those are hard to come by in the NFL. Our guards are serviceable. You could, you know, maybe get one in free agency. But, like, your line set, you have TJ Hawkinson, who is very good. Um, he's not a kill or a Kelsey, but he is a – he's probably the fifth best, sixth best tight end in the league in terms of offensive production and blocking. You have a great running back duo in Swift and Williams – Amonra St. Brown looks like he's going to be a great, you know, slot receiver. You're not that many pieces away on offense and defense. You've already got some pieces in there in terms of, you know, the middle of your line. Get you that edge rusher. Get a little more secondary help. And really, I think the biggest thing is get that linebacker that kind of, you know, holds down that middle of the field between the deep secondary and the shallow. Um, But this team, I think, is a lot closer i don't think they're going anywhere next year they still have pieces to put together but there's no reason the detroit lions should not be competing for a wild card spot and winning nine to ten games in 2023 and that's uh, that's just me yeah and go 10 and and seven and win a playoff game i mean like you said there's the um like the whole again like the situation with the picks like the i and there's no qb in the draft it's not like you know, picking, I don't know, like... Yeah, not this year. It's And it's not going to matter. And and two, like, you know, I don't know, like, to, to another point, too, like, I don't know, wouldn't you... I, I guess I would rather pick a QB, like, maybe even, like, later. I mean, not... I guess, I don't know, it depends on who's available. But, like, I guess if you set up... If you set up your QB for better success, like, is that not a blessing in disguise? You know, too, because, like... I don't know. You're seeing what the Jets are doing, and we and, and we talked about that last week or whatever. And again, every situation in the NFL is different. But like you see, the Jets come in here. Can you imagine if there was a QB available last last uh, last year? They didn't have Jared Goff, and they had to draft like another QB or or um, I don't know. Like they 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 do the they I'd say they had a rookie QB who's got to start right. Like in this situation, could you imagine like the how they ruin? that QB, you know, like, I mean, that's kind of how you, you keep yourself out of like those situations, unless the, like, it's very rare that a team gets a talent, no matter how high they pick, like, it's very rare that, like, Matthew Stafford, like, comes around, you know, Matthew Stafford was a good QB, he had a good talent, he was a professional, like, he was ran in a, in a, in a pro system, um, like, at Georgia, right, so, like, it's, um, you know, it, it, it's just, I guess, like, I would, 
I guess, like, rather, like, set up, like, a QB for success. Because, I mean, even, like, I don't think Stafford had, like, a, as many growing pains as, like, even, like, um, like Trevor Lawrence is having. Or, um, you know, I, and again, like, I guess there were there were times. But the dude came back in, like, year one and had, like, a broken shoulder and comes back and throws, like, a touchdown pass. The the, the thing is with, with – you talk – I just have not interested in drafting any quarterback – no, not there's nothing. And you don't there's want Malik no, so, Willis. <clears throat> don't, I, don't fucking talk about Malik Willis. I, I watched I, him the other night. He nothing was pretty against, good, but I would not – no, I would not take him in the top 15. Nothing against him, but he's not an NFL quarterback. He's I not wouldn't, an NFL quarterback. He, no, here's my issue with yeah. the people who, who want to take a quarterback in the second and third round, which, by the way, you, you can – that's where you find your gems, right? That's mm-hmm. – we got DeAndre Swift with a second-round pick. Jonathan Taylor was a second-round pick. George Kittle was a third-round pick, I believe. Like, that's where you get those guys, right? Right. That, uh, that's where you get those – those. even if they're just serviceable but potentially superstar-level guys that break out, second- and third-round picks are very, very valuable. Well, and to waste it on a, what is you know a backup level QB as opposed to a starting cornerback, or a starting free safety, mm-hmm. or a starting guard, like it, it's I I don't understand it, and especially when you look at the success rate, I would argue quarterback is probably the biggest bust, uh, position wise, mm-hmm. and the success rate of taking a QB in the early rounds versus later rounds. If you look at ones that even start a game and then what their records are. So if you look at picks outside, even just the top two, but we could do this with the top five, really. Here's your picks. I'm going to read, and this is just, um, let's see. uh, This is just since 2009, but this goes all the way back. And this is just the first round outside the top five. And even the top, or actually, sorry, the top four. Number, so in 2009, Mark Sanchez, 37, 36. Number 17, Josh Freeman, 25 and 36. Number 25 in 2010 was Tim Tebow, eight and six as a starter. We all know how that, he's a tight end now. But like, I'm like Blaine Gabbert, Jake Locke. These are all guys who are not taken in the top five. Christian Ponder, Tannehill is in a weird exception to the rule, but I, he got out. He was still number eight. Like he was up there. Brandon Whedon, EJ Manuel, Blake Bortles, Johnny Manziel, um, Paxton Lynch. The only ones that have bucked this trend are Mahomes, Watson, and Watson, you know, he, on the field, we know he's talented. So I'm not going to, you know, him being a bust is not because of his talent. And then, um, Obviously, the the most recent exceptions to that rule have been uh, Josh Allen was taken at seven, still in the top ten though, and then Lamar Jackson got taken at thirty two. He he's definitely an exception to the rule. Um, but like even getting out of the top ten, it gets very like the it just drops off in success rate of players in the like. There's a reason Brady's a one in a million story. It's not just because he's won so much, but because he was a sixth round draft pick. He never should have, you know, been that good. And he was and good for him. And I wish there was more like it. But like, I understand 
there is the Russell Wilsons and the Drew Breeses who get drafted in you know the second and third rounds. But you realize how many QBs have been drafted in those rounds whose names you don't even know? Like the percentages of success versus bust of as a starter, right? Because like the whole like, why are you drafting? Unless it's a you know you don't use a second round pick on a backup. Like there is no team in the NFL that good to be using a second round pick on a draft on a backup unless like you're grooming that like them to be the QB after your current guy leaves. Sim a la Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. That's a little different. But that the Lions obviously don't have that situation. So we cannot be drafting a Malik Willis. So I think they just gotta wait for next year. You're you have two first round picks. No matter what, you have that. And you probably one of them will be in the top ten, you know, depending on what this team does. So you could very easily, like if there's a quarterback you want, you can trade up. You can give two first rounders to get into the top five if you need to. And if there's a QB that's that good, that's going to be your generational guy. You make that move, no doubt. If the QB class is better next year, <clears throat> so the Lions have a lot of options. And I know I've kind of been rambling about this but you brought up the quarterback thing I, this is i think a lesson to a lot of teams don't take quarterbacks in the second and third round you want to get a guy in the fifth as you know a backup guy you know he looked good in college might be able to develop him into something maybe becomes kind of a career journeyman that's fine you know but i just think you waste i think second round and third round picks are so valuable in the draft those day two picks that you just can't give them away that easily no, and so. I mean, even like after the second round, sometimes they're not like, you know what I mean? Like after the, I don't even, I don't know why, but anyone would pick a QB after the first round, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I'm with you. But anyway, you want to get into, uh, let's let's not bore the people with some Lions roster talk. Um, let's get into uh, who you got. Are you ready, Indeed. Griff? Are you ready? I am ready. Amazing. Yes. That is great. You picked the games today. So what are what are the scores? What do we got? What is this? The final week? 42-39. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll keep this going throughout until okay. you know this football season ends. Yeah, the football but, season. Um we'll do the recap uh next week to talk because mainly so you get to talk about your uh so you get to talk about how you know great you were with that uh that Alabama, <laughs> that Alabama pick. Perfect. Yeah. Um, um but yeah, so we have start off. I mean, bowl week. You know, there's gonna be a lot of bowls next week. I picked a few kind of between now and next Wednesday. So that was the cutoff. It had to happen uh, before. I think it's the 28th on the 28th, that Tuesday, the 28th, or earlier, because obviously the ones next Wednesday are eligible for next week's picks. So that's the selection we got. Starting off, we have the Gasparilla Bowl, whatever that is. Um, <laughs> And it is UCF versus Florida, a little panhandle. Uh, I'm sorry, not panhandle. A little bit of uh, Florida on Florida action here. Brad, who you got? Why you got him? Um, so I'm gonna be bold um, and take. I'm gonna take Ooh. UCF um, because listen, I don't think that that Florida. Well, I don't know. I feel like Florida has more to lose, uh, you know, than than like anything else, right? Um, like Florida, 
is like I don't know they, they've always kind of been that that hot SEC team for so long and then they kind of just died like a few years ago or whatever and now they haven't really been anything since I know that like this year was kind of like like you know a disappointment for them or whatever what do they finish yeah they six and six that's not great and UCF has always had a good team Florida's line is minus seven um but I yeah. I don't think that I don't know I can't <laughs> I can't see no Florida no thank you um. It might be, end up being a shootout, but I can't imagine. No, I'll take UCF all day. The over-under is, is 57. So mm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to just take Florida. Um, better team against, you know, isn't UCF a group of five? Um, Yeah, are they, they are. I believe so. I forget which conference. Yeah, they're in the American, uh, whatever the hell that yeah. means. SEC versus uh, an American, an AAC school. Yeah, give me, give me Florida. <laughs> Close my eyes, take the points. Um, yeah. All right. Then we got this one's a little more interesting. The Birmingham Bowl. Mm-hmm. We have twenty-one Houston going against a Bo Nixless Auburn. Brand, who you got? Yeah. Um, that one's gonna be rough. Uh, so that one's hard for me too because that's also. A um that is also yeah. a or game where it's an SEC school. It's a little different. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, Griff, you know, I, so here's the thing. Okay, this line is closer than it is than the line is in that a previous game UCF Florida. All right. Um, this one's Auburn minus two and a half. Um. But you know what? I'm going to take Houston. Houston played. I think they played a pretty good game until um, like Cincinnati kind of kind of started to to roll it up on them. But I really think that 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 Auburn can uh, dwell. Well, that Houston can, can come come around and uh, I don't know beat them. Because again, Auburn's a six and six SEC team. I mean, who the hell did they beat? Like, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that that Houston doesn't fit yeah. into the SEC. Going like if you I, like Houston think, would go I, maybe like four and. Four, four wins in the SEC. And, you know, and, and I feel like that's more impressive than Auburn going 6-6 six and six in the SEC because Auburn's got the bigger recruiting footprint, stuff like that. Auburn lost to Penn State, not a good team. Okay, Auburn yeah. lost to Georgia, 34-10. That's not surprising. And then Auburn has lost the last four games on the schedule. They lost to Texas A&M. They lost to Mississippi State. They lost to South Carolina and they obviously lost to Alabama. So I am not going to I'm not going to throw a fit if they lose cuz they they probably will. So the it, it doesn't seem like it's it's that far fetched to, to to suggest that they 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 blow the game. Especially without Bonex. Well, Bonex didn't yeah. really do much for him anyway, but <laughs> you know Yep. So I, I'll say this. Um, yeah, I'm picking Houston as well, but I just feel like this could be a weird situation where whoever the backup is, right, um, <clears throat> to come in and somehow just be way better than Bo Nix, right. But I'm going to keep the faith a little bit and hope that uh, I, Houston will just win this game. So yeah. I got Houston. Right. I think they're the better team. I don't think Auburn's very good, like you no. said, for the reasons you said. So, well. um, okay. Uh, on to the guaranteed rate bowl. Ooh, right. So exciting. I know. We got Western Vir- West Virginia, not Western Virginia, West Virginia yeah. University 
versus Minnesota. Um, I, I got to take Minnesota here. Their line is four and a half, and I think they build on it, to be honest. I mean, this game could be win by three. I don't know what they're, if they'll actually cover the spread or not. But um, so even without what, what I, I'd imagine that Tanner Morgan's not playing. Like, I, I can't imagine that he's playing. No, probably not. But Probably not. But anyway, um, I mean, even without him, Minnesota's a better team. Um, by the way, this game is going to be at uh, Chase Field in phoenix where the diamondbacks play which is very exciting but it's a 10 p.m game so who gives a shit um yeah you know it's so hard to watch those games um but but anyway anyway so yeah minnesota's a better team i can't imagine that uh that west virginia is really anything uh you know this game's probably gonna be low scoring low key Uh, yeah well it's big 10 football baby well that's you we we run the damn grind it out we're uh, on the damn ball. No, I got. I'm the same boat. I got Minnesota. All the reasons you said. Uh, they're just a a better team. I think they'll right. win and cover the spread just fine. Right. So, all right, getting into. I think this is probably the most interesting one. We got the Holiday Bowl. UCLA going up against number seventeen, or sorry, number eighteen, NC State. Who you got? Why you got them? Yeah, this one's also at a baseball stadium at Petco Park in San Diego, where the Padres play, oh, which is very exciting. Super fun. I know, love that. Love football games at baseball fields. You know me, big fan of that, dude. The no- side note: the Northwestern, uh, what's it called? Um, the Northwestern uh, Illinois game in at Wrigley Field. That looked like shit. Like, I would not want to see that game. I don't understand. Because yeah, the dimensions just don't make sense for there to be baseball, like, you know, football in the same place they play baseball. No idea why that yeah. that's a thing. Anyway, off my off my high horse or whatever the call, whatever you call it. Um, NC State is coming in um, with, what the hell's his name? Uh, something, something, Devin Leary. Um, QB, sophomore QB for NC State. Dude is, he threw for 30, 30 almost 3,500 yards last season. Um, but his, well, that's what, 60% completion percentage. Anyway, he comes in here. Um, UCLA has been, I think they've been like a little bit, uh, from what I know, they've been a little bit, um, like underwhelming. Um, and not to say that, the, you know, it's, it's anything, anything surprising or whatever. They did beat LSU, which is not saying much, but, um, right. like, cause, cause when LSU lost to UCLA, people were like, oh, this is, this is bad, bad. Like that's, that's how bad this is. It's bad, bad. Um, but UCLA lost to Arizona state. Um, UCLA lost to Oregon. They lost to Utah. They're actually a better team, I think, than people give them credit for. Couple early losses, and then losses to big, like ranked teams, like the team that ended up winning the Pac-12 championship, team that that ended up going to the Pac-12 championship. So it's not it's not like you know UCLA is a terrible team, but um, like I gotta take NC State. I think that this one's kind of a toss up. Um, I think that any of these, both these teams could win this game easily, but I think ultimately it'll probably be um, NC State, the youth of their team that'll, that'll win this game. Yep. I mean, NC State's a one-point favorite. And again, this game could be, could end up being, it's going to probably be close. Like I imagine it'd be like, I don't know, like 40 to 35 or something like that. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm so who, what is your pick? Um, NC State. Sorry if that wasn't NC clear. State. I kept going on and on no, about that's, UCLA. That's fair. I just, yeah, I, I'm taking UCLA. Um, Again, it's like a toss-up. I just like I just like calling them Usula. Usula. No, it, it, 
Usula, baby. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, I I don't know. This is kind of a toss up. The spreads, uh, it's, it's basically a pick 'em. Um, right. I think, uh, I just think they're, I think they'll eke this out. I don't know. It's like weird. I have a feeling these are very equally matched teams. <coughs> I, you know, I'll take UCLA as a somewhat home field advantage and, uh, kind of just close my eyes and, and, and go with it. That's, you know, with these kind of games where it's like, I don't even know what players are playing, right. especially with COVID and, you know, opt outs and all that shit. I'm just going with what I, what, with, with what, I can best pick, and right now I think UCLA is the better pick. So that's what you know. Going. The fun fact that is um, that game is one of three games that is not three bowl games that is not broadcast by ESPN. Three. Interesting. Yeah, um, it's on Fox at eight p.m. Indeed. Interesting, right? Um, all right, now we're moving on. Yes, let's move to on. the NFL slate. All right, we got four games here. Starting off Thursday night football. 49ers versus Titans. This is a game three weeks ago I would have thought would have been, like, meaningless and... and (coughs) Excuse me. Meaningless and just, like, nothing. But both of these teams have serious playoff hopes, and and this game has a lot of playoff implications. So, um, Brad, who you got? Yeah, this is is kind of rough, um, really, for both teams. So, right now, Tennessee sits at 9-5. and Right, like so, they lose, and the Colts could tie them for first in the in the conference. All right, Texans and Jaguars already eliminated, but the Titans and the Colts are at the top of the division. Right, so Titans play 49ers, who, by the way, are eight and six. All right, now their path to like the playoffs is a little more a little more bleak for them, um, especially just contending with the Cardinals and the Rams. Um, that said. It's I gotta take the 49ers. I again like and and again like it, it it's a lot harder for the 49ers to make the playoffs because you gotta think right. So every every uh, so the Packers are already in the playoffs. The Packers yeah, are already in the, the playoffs. Only team to have clinched. The Cowboys um are ten and four. <laughs> they lead the NFC East, so they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, or they would be well. I, I mean, I don't think the Eagles are are, are making any. I think it's yeah. like they, they, I think they the Cowboys are like a win away from playoff from clinching. Yeah. Um, but uh, then you got the Buccaneers, ten and four. Can't imagine the Saints, the Falcons. Um, but uh, only the Buccaneers again are the only team in that division that's over five hundred. Um, the NFC West is the only one that's competitive. So um, there's actually kind of more of a, I guess, more of a path than than I would have thought. Well, and you gotta think like at this point, it's pretty much a lock that like. Right. <laughs> The, it's going to be the Rams and Cardinals. Right. One's going to win, and right. one's going to get, get the wild card. card. And the other wild card spot open. will probably go to the 49ers, if I'm going to be honest. That said, too, yeah, I think that they win this game. Be, I want to see what the what the actual seeding is right now. Uh, NFC playoffs. Uh, playoffs I think it would be Packers right 1. Um, I don't know who will be 2, though, because every team is 10-4. and four. So... Oh wait, it had it. Uh, I want to see. It only shows me the top five on this view. The because yeah, Rams are the fifth seed. Cards right. are the fourth seed with their loss. Um, Dude, Mike, I'm trying to see. Let's go to a national football conference. Um, yeah, like the only other team, like 
so here here's who it is. It's the Rams at ten and four. And then after that, it's the 49ers have the six seed. Right. But, and the, right, they're um, in they would they, be in it right now. Because yeah. and then be, like teams that are close would be the, the seven, Saints, seven, the Vikings, Eagles. the Vikings, and the Eagles. And yeah, like and then you know the Falcons are still in it. It's kind of crazy how like some of these teams that I've always viewed as bad are still fighting for spots. Right. Um the Lions are eliminated. Yeah, Lions are eliminated. Lions and the Texans were eliminated last week. I don't know if anyone else has been. The Bears. The so. Bears are eliminated. Oh, They're four and ten. The Jags are. But the Jags the, are eliminated. I, I think, don't know if the Bears I no, no no, I think the Bears technically are not eliminated. No, yet. they are. It's according to ESPN they are. Um oh, the Bears they, okay, so the Bears are four and ten. Anyway. And I so think getting the, back to the point. You're right. I I, I agree yeah. with you. The 49ers are fighting for that spot. I I just said I agree with you. Um, I think the Titans you find really a do. way to win this game. Yeah. Maybe. Listen. Okay. It's, let me. Can I? So can I change? The, no, no, no. Actually, can I, I change I, back to the Titans? I'm not kidding. You're gonna go to Titans. I'm not kidding. I'm gonna go to the Titans. Do you know why? Okay. Now, because they're gonna get I, Brown back. I think. Well, I and I'm not and I'm not that I'm not that that analytical as you like I am not I am a meathead when it comes to when it comes to the NFL. I know NFL zero yeah. when it comes to the NFL zero. Um, OK, but it's like watching basketball for me. Actually, I, well, I understand football. Basketball is like I'm like out here like oh like I don't know what this is um, with. OK, so I'm going to pick the Titans. OK, now. The only reason, and it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo, I think that he is holding this team hostage. I think that the 49ers be better off without him. Okay, see, I disagree with you there. So I, I and I, that's all I'm going to say. I think, and I think, I think that, watch me, watch me be right. Watch me, watch me win. No, I, I just changed my pick, actually. Oh I was kind of doing it to just be contrarian to you, but <laughs> okay. I thought about it. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo has been playing very good football the last couple yeah. weeks. I'm sure he has. They can run the ball when they want to run it. George Kittle's a beast. Debo Samuel is a gadget, uh, is an all-around player. <sighs> Defense has played very well as, as well. Um I'm going to go 49ers. Even though Titans get A.J. Brown back, you still don't really have a running game. And I, it's kind of crazy. You know, I said at the beginning of the year that the Colts could win the AFC South, and mm-hmm. they're one game out of out of first place. <clears throat> so AFC South is going to be very interesting down the stretch here. So it is. I'll go right. 49ers. <clears throat> um all right, some Saturday night football. Speaking of Colts, uh, Colts at the Cardinals. Brett, who you got more? So last, the Cardinals have the best. So they had, I'm sorry, they had one of the best records in the NFC uh, or in the, the NFL. Still do. Anyway, well, right, 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 right. Well, they, they still do. You're right. But they've been trending down. Last week, you know what? You know who they looked like? The 2019 Cardinals. Like they looked like they looked terrible, like yeah. awful, like not good. Not no, it was not it was pleasant. So weird. Um. So yeah, there's no, there's nothing to suggest to me that the Cardinals want to play meaningful football right now. 
nothing to suggest like the like and i was rooting for him all year i was like holy shit like i thought the nfc west was gonna be was gonna be a mess uh between the rams the 49ers and the seahawks no idea that the seahawks were gonna be out of it and then the 49ers were gonna be a a couple games back and the rams and the cardinals are gonna be beefing it out had zero clue that that was gonna happen and, and again, I'm rooting for the Cardinals, and I wanted Matthew Stafford to finally get his Super Bowl so I could stop bitching about how bad he was for the Lions. And, you know, and the Cardinals are, like, just not playing great football right now, and I'm just sick of it. And so they're, I don't know, they get a taste of their medicine. Colts have something to play for. Cardinals are in fantasy land where they can, like, ring up on Madden or whatever, and the hell they, they don't give, give a shit. And, uh, you know, they're playing simulation mode, and they don't know what's going on. So, I got the Colts. I also have the Colts. And, yeah. Because um, I have a very interesting uh, <laughs> stat for you. Oh, I'm um, sure you do. The, did you know the Cardinals have been worse at home than on the road this year? That's interesting. They, I believe, are sub-500 at home since uh, 2020. Really? They do not like winning England uh, in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Do you know how many so, home games they've uh, lost this year? I Haven't they lost all games at home this year? The Cardinals? Or No, sorry. They lost... Uh, they're 3-3 they're three and three at home. And this they year? were 7-0 and oh on the road. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, sorry. so they were... They're now seven and one after the Lions lost, but they were seven and zero on the road and three and three at home. That's crazy. <clears throat> Surprised that Arizona sucks. I think, like it. you said, the Cardinals are out of sorts. And normally, I lean to up down theory, but I think the Colts. Yeah, they're coming off a high of last week, but they're still a game out. And especially if the Titans lose Thursday, even if the, whether the Titans, if they lose Thursday, then hey, the Colts can win and have. Uh, you know, they're back, they're tied with them for first right. in the division. And if the Titans win, well, then they need to win to keep fighting for that first place slot or at least a wild card slot. So oh. they have the, all the motivation to continue winning these games. Right. Um, and the Cardinals, I think, are, yeah, I think this is classic December Cliff Kingsbury where it all falls apart. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll take the Colts. Dude can't win in December. It's fucking wild. That is crazy. Anyway. Moving on, my favorite game of the week. We had this last week with the Jags in Houston. Uh, Houston won. Good for Houston. Yay. Jags now have the number one pick. Tank Bowl the second. We have the the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to the Meadowlands to take on those New York football Jets. Mm-hmm. Brad, who you got and why do you got them in this epic matchup? So... Yeah, um, it's it's rough. It's rough out here. It really is. <laughs> um, so it's weird. Like it's weird, right? Like like, and I went off, and we can we can go back on YouTube and view that. Whatever you want to do, um, go back to that where I I was talking about the Jets and how and how like awful like you know Zach Wilson was looking and or not even that, but just the fans in general who are sick of Zach Wilson, um. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you compare the two and like, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say who wins this game. Um, I want to I want to say that it's a toss up. I really do. But like Jacksonville fired Urban Meyer. 
He's out of here. The Jets have a better chance of winning. Um, but here's the thing. Um, I got to pick the Jets. I got to pick the Jets. Um, and the only reason that I'm picking the Jets, yes, Jets, Jets, Jets is because I'm looking at I'm looking at the QBs and who can get more done. But also Zach Wilson has more to work with. Like I'm sorry, but like, and I know we're comparing like apples to apples, and both apples are rotten. But you know, Zach Wilson, like even though he has like I'm looking at his stats, and he has like a thousand less passing yards. But at the same time, like. The Jets have, well, I guess their their running back has has less yards as well. So I'm like trying to see like what the hell they got going. Well, hasn't Zach Wilson played less? Is that what it is? Um, yeah, but that's I, I guess um, that's fair. But I'm, I'm looking at this. Your mind here. I'm looking at You're this, right. and right. and the Jets have not won it. Or I'm sorry, the the Jets are two and five at home. The Jags are zero and six on the road. And I guess that's going to be anything. But I think the Jets yeah. just are going to win, and that's just because it's at home. So, you know, only reason. Only reason I'm going with the Jets is so, because they're at home. That's it. It's the only reason. I can't right. I can't pick. Well, here's why I have, I have the Jags, and here's mm-hmm. why. Yeah. Fifteen Jets are going to be out this weekend mm-hmm. due to COVID, including yeah. head coach Robert Sala. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm taking the Jags. A million Jets are injured. The Jags are going to go out and win a game because they actually like Daryl Bevel. Um, they're using James Robinson again. I uh, hate that Lawrence, like none of these games are like even competitive because yeah. of COVID, right? Like I mean, none of these was, games. Like the competitive yeah, balance these has games been don't thrown matter. off. If this game got canceled, it wouldn't matter, other than fantasy purposes, no. right? But no, yeah. who has? A, if you got a player on one of these two teams, God bless your soul. My mom has James Robinson, and he's Why? he got her 17 well, points last week. That's I mean, that's and also fair. she had Brandon Cooks, uh, who got her 36 points last oh week. Oh my so, god! Well, bad I guess player, good players on bad teams can still do well. I've had DeAndre Swift all year. That's he's been true. a stud until he got hurt. So yeah, well, um, that's true. Anyway, on to I consider this game of the week. Um, yeah, it's the most interesting, I would say, other than maybe the Sunday night game, which has you know NFC East rivals, Cowboys versus Washington. But this felt this is also a division rivalry game, and I think these teams are both better uh, and more interesting. Um, Bills at Patriots. This is the rematch. The first right. one. Uh, you know, first game obviously uh, got the Patriots edged out the Bills. But that game was weird because the wind was crazy. Mac Jones right. threw the ball three times in one in an NFL game. That's crazy. So I'm not saying it's a fluke. I mean, Belichick, they ran the ball. They had the, the run game worked. And, it you know, a win is a win in the NFL. I'm not going to discredit it. But now this game is obviously it's going to be in, uh, in uh, New England um, <clears throat> at Foxborough. So weather can still be a factor, but I don't think it's supposed to be nearly as crazy as it was in Buffalo. So we will see. Um, I think this will you know, obviously be a more traditional-looking game where quarterbacks will be able to throw the ball without it you know, sailing through the wind. Um, so, Brad, who do you got and why do you got him in this very intense divisional rivalry? So hard to say. Like, And this is, again, like you mentioned, it's probably got to be the game of the week. Um so it's the one I'll be watching. I yeah. Um, I got to pick New England. 
I, I mean, like last week, yeah, Can't they lost. Belichick. Right. Well, well, and and I, I guess like I wouldn't care as much. Last week they lost against against Indianapolis, and Mac Jones well, did not look like Mac Jones. But I, I picked. I I personally would have bet money on the Colts last week to win just because you you can't I just it's so hard to win that many games in the row in the NFL right that's right. really all it was and and I definitely could see them bouncing back this week oh absolutely and you know especially because they play at home and I, Foxborough is one of the best like home field advantages I think in the NFL that. It's not up there, not for like the fan purposes, but it's just a tough place to play. And both these teams are kind of coming off like, um, like, like, I don't know, like, well, the Bills, I guess they they beat the Panthers last week, and then before that they lost to Tampa Bay, and it only was an overtime, and then they had the funky game against New England, and then against New Orleans they only scored six, you know, and um, yeah, it's. You know it's weird. Um, it's it's hard to say. Like I want to. I I wish I had a better reason to pick New England other than like, I mean when you like kind of like you got a bet on the team that's kind of hotter right now and like you look at it right now, New England has won four games out of the last five. Right, Bills are two and three in the last five. So ride the hot hand, I guess. That's so you're taking the Patriots. I am taking the Patriots, absolutely. Okay, I'm taking the Bills, and I swear I'm not doing this just to disagree. With you. <laughs> I think the Bills are in a bit of a survival mode, right? Like they are a game behind the Patriots, and the AFC is going to be competitive. Like there's a lot of teams. Like the AFC North is all within a game of each other for the first place in that. Um, the Colts are eight and six. The Chargers are eight and six. The Raiders are seven and seven. The Broncos are seven and seven. The Dolphins are seven and seven. And you're eight and six. Like, like there are so many teams within a game to two games of each other that are between other than the Chiefs, the two seed through like you know the through I think what would be like the, like the um like the ten seed it looks like maybe even the 12 seed are all within a game to two games of each other. So the bills got to win this game and it, it's a must win for new England as well. But I think the bills find a way to win. I think, you know, I really like the bills head coach whose name is escaping me right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Sean McDermott, I believe. Sean McDermott. Yes. Look at me remembering things. <laughs> He's a good coach. <clears throat> and you know, He's gotten out coached by Belichick before, but like, who hasn't? Um, I think he finds a way to win. I think Josh Allen, I think this is, you know, I think the Bills have kind of started to get things together and hope, you know, we talked about inconsistency earlier in the show. Hopefully, I think they're starting to find their consistency and hopefully they do enough this week to, uh, to get the dub. So I'll take Bills. Perfect. I, don't, I wouldn't be, again, I wouldn't be upset. I'm really hoping that, uh. God, I just what, imagine, imagine I just if we're tied game. after after this week. That would be so frustrating. <laughs> Especially after that lead you got with that Alabama. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. All right, man. Well, uh, I think that's all we got this week, right? That is all we got. We're we're coming up against right. it with the uh, five minutes yeah. left in the in the show. All Isn't right, crazy. Well, let's just hey, you know, we like to we use our time, <laughs> we use it well. So yeah. I'm um, sure. Brad, do you have anything to say to the people? Before I we do, actually. So, um, first off, uh, fantasy sucks. Don't ever do it. Um, yeah. I am so 
pissed. No, because no, yeah, we I both got, got knocked out. In well, first round. so listen to this though. I was number two, number two seed. Okay, I win nine games in the regular season, and and last week before before this past week, okay, I was it, it, I was scheduled to have a bye week for this past week. Okay, I was scheduled to have bye as long as I got number two, number one, or number two seed, and I ended up losing to the guy. To, I would have been a number one seed if I had to head to head, but then I lost to him, and you know anyway, you know how that goes. Um, well, I guess it wouldn't be head to head; it'd be points scored. But anyway, 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 so I was supposed to be number one or two. In the in the and, and I would have had a bye this week. Six six teams in the playoffs, which is kind of a reasonable number, right? Six teams in the playoffs. At least um, six teams works if the best two teams get rewarded for being the best right, two teams. Exactly. An eight team playoff with no buys is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because why play a regular season? No, there's you no point. You could five, just draft yeah. and start the playoffs because anyone can like you might as well have twelve teams. You might as well just do you might as well just do a tournament from week. Yes. God, that it's be so an interesting way. That would be an interesting way to do a fantasy season. In like I'd rather them do just right? like overall points, overall points. So that's how my dad. Oh, so I'll tell you this: my dad's league does it like that. Mm-hmm. The the one I drafted for him, mm-hmm. the fourteen man league. They right. don't do a playoff. They do you play. They play all the way through week eighteen, mm-hmm. and whoever has the best record wins. And if there's if they there's a tie, then it goes based on whoever scores the most points. Okay. Right? And if I don't think there would ever be a tie in that, cause the odds of that are very low. Right. But I think but that's, have, I mean, there's like, it's like strength. Anything schedule, can basically. happen. And, and it pisses me off because I was supposed to have a buy and then they changed it last minute. And I'm like, what the hell? So now I got to play this dude who's number seven and I'm out here with, with a loss and I'm the only high seed that lost my, my game. So I'm out here like, no, it's that. I, like I know it, you didn't put any money in that league, but man, I would I would have been like, you need to give me my money back. You can't change the rule at the end of the <laughs> no, game. that's no. not how fantasy works. Because if you're looking at the projections, like that's what you expect, right? Like that's what you anticipate yeah. to happen, and you know, how no, it that you got hoed. I just lost. I went against the guy had played Dallas Goddard and Mark Andrews, and even though he had Cordero Patterson and Amari Cooper. Uh, all my guys just kind of were duds, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Williams, eight points. Alvin Kamara, five. Rashad Penny, six. Like, just a, you know, uh, just such an average, like a meh week for me with a few mm-hmm. with a few busts. And he had three guys that bu- that boomed with Jalen Hurts, and then I lost. But good news, my my wife's team uh, is in her championship. The, the the one where I got knocked out, uh, my mom is at least in the championship, so good for her. And uh, like I said, my dad's team is one win away from winning the whole league because he's got a two-game lead on someone. So he needs to win one more game, and it'll be impossible for someone to beat him. That's crazy. Love that for so, him. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I get a ring, too, if because uh, <laughs> I drafted the team. So Perfect. Um, yeah. Uh, Brad... Do you have anything else you want to say to the people before we get out of here? Enjoy the holiday. No, that is that is it. All right, people. Love you lots. Thank you so much for listening. Um, have a great and safe holiday. Be smart. Enjoy the time with your families. Be safe, obviously, COVID and all that. Um, have a good one. Make smart bets and make your free throws. As next week. Bye.